0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series by H2 Tech, the hydrogen technology journal from Gulf Energy Information. I'm Tyler Campbell, managing editor for H2 Tech and your host for this week's H2 Tech Talk. Today, I will be speaking with Kevin Colstead, director of business development at Energy Shares US. How are you doing today, Kevin? Doing well, thanks. Thank you so much for having me, Tyler. Really a pleasure to be here. Of course, anytime. Thank you for joining. But before we get started, I'd like to remind you, the listeners, to please subscribe for more expert discussions on the global hydrogen sector. Now, let's get started with the first question. So, Kevin, how about you tell our listeners a little bit of background about yourself?
1: Absolutely. Happy to. So, as you mentioned, I'm the Director of Business Development at Energy Shares and also the head of U.S. Renewable Development at Solarian Capital, a utility-scale solar and energy storage project developer and an affiliate of Energy Shares. And a little about my background, before getting into project development, I studied engineering in undergrad, became a professional engineer in the construction management and engineering of large infrastructure projects and then completed a dual degree MBA program. And at my core, I enjoy solving hard problems that create a positive impact on the world, which led me to the career here in, in clean energy development.
0: All right, that makes sense. So while we're on the subject, how about you tell me a little bit about Energy Shares?
1: Absolutely. So Energy Shares is a FINRA broker dealer and platform where renewable energy project developers can raise capital to develop their projects. And let me give some context for the need and the problem that energy shares intends to solve. So the United States is in the process of transitioning from primarily fossil fuels to an energy mix, including renewable energy sources, combined with an increase in demand for electricity by both consumers and businesses. So As you can imagine, with more electronic devices, electric vehicles, and batteries, and electrical appliances in the world, the need for electricity is only increasing. But where does all this production of electricity come from today? It it still largely comes from fossil fuel plants. Roughly 60% come from natural gas and coal power plants in the U.S., and so all this new green tech is still being powered largely by fossil fuels, which is okay for now, but we're transitioning to an economy that wants to have cleaner and more renewable sources of electricity. And so what really is still needed is investment in the actual production of electricity all the way behind the scenes. And so some listeners out there may have heard of talk of solar and wind farms, and it's only growing, but you cannot just find some land and start installing solar panels, if only it were that easy. Uh, It can take several years to get the needed permits, land rights, and determine the optimal construction plan, design, etc. before breaking ground. And this is the process that's known as development. And so right now, solar and wind farm developers across the country need the financial resources to enable the future construction of these renewable energy generation projects. And so this creates a sizable investment need and opportunity and energy shares will help facilitate and democratize investment into these new renewable energy projects.
0: I see. So how might green hydrogen projects get involved with energy shares? Great question. We've given some thought to this and To start, wind,
1: solar and energy storage projects will raise development capital on the energy shares platform, as I just mentioned. And once those new renewable energy projects are close to construction ready, they enter enter into what's called power purchase agreements to sell power and energy to a large energy user. And since green hydrogen production facilities require significant clean energy input to power electrolysis and systems, green hydrogen projects are really a great candidate to buy power from the renewable energy development projects that will be listed on energy shares. And looking to the future, it is possible that green hydrogen production projects could one day themselves raise development capital on the energy shares platform as well Uh, as time goes on, and the the energy shares platform uh, matures, other technologies may be considered on energy shares such as green hydrogen projects.
0: So where are good locations for uh, renewable energy, you know, wind and solar projects?
1: Absolutely, yeah, great question. Put simply, there are a few important criteria, and it's not a one-size-fits-all answer. But generally, places where wind and solar resources are strong, so where the sun shines and the wind blows consistently, that's probably fairly self-evident. Second is in states and communities with favorable policies or incentives for renewable energy, Uh, these are also known as renewable portfolio standards in certain states that require utilities and energy users to procure clean energy and third an important criteria is where land prices are relatively affordable so typically in rural areas and then lastly close to electrical transmission lines uh, and energy users so there's a balance in wanting to find relatively open, abundant land at an affordable cost, while still being relatively close to existing transmission lines and substations
0: and the, the users of the energy that these projects will produce. So what are the steps to developing a wind or solar project? Sure. So, you know, every project
1: location has its own set of rules and requirements, but there are some generally accepted steps to develop these projects. Uh, And I'll I'll sort of share them here at HAC. Um, And and there's not always one order to the steps that these take, but that's sort of the the purpose of development is is navigating all of these steps. And so the, the sort of generally accepted items are Finding and securing rights to a suitable site, so having a lease or purchase agreement with a landowner uh, to be able to develop the project. Second, working through environmental due diligence, permitting and entitlements to have permission to build the project. Next, working with the utility to perform interconnection studies and signing an interconnection agreement that allows a project to connect and produce electricity on the grid. Uh, In addition to that, engineering and design is very important and and continues throughout the the life cycle of development. As I mentioned before, uh, an item called power marketing or offtake, essentially finding a buyer for the energy and the power that that new project will produce. And then once once those items are largely completed, uh, that, that moves to financing the project, um, finding investors to uh, supply debt, equity, and tax equity to build the project, and, and then of course uh, procuring equipment, constructing it, and and operating the facility. So uh, quite a few number of steps that that go into development
0: and. Uh, part of the part of the fun is navigating all those steps and uh, at what point in these steps is energy shares um involved in yeah great question
1: so energy shares will help developers move through all of these steps essentially when a renewable energy project developer so a solar or a wind developer has uh, the rights to a piece of property and a good path forward for the development of a project. Uh, some initial uh, surveys done or critical issues analysis that will then allow them to list the project on the energy shares platform and raise money to go through the with the rest of development. And uh, in essence, the developer will we'll move through the project, uh, through the development of the project, and
0: bring it as close to construction ready as possible. And how long does this type of process typically take?
1: Great question. So it it certainly depends from uh, market to market, state to state. Generally, it can take anywhere from two to even six years to move through development Uh, it often depends on the utility or the independent system operator that uh, runs the territory and performs the interconnection studies Uh, those studies can take quite some time Uh, sometimes environmental permitting and entitlements are quite time consuming if a state or federal process for permitting is involved and so it, it does take some patience and. Uh, a fair amount of capital to fully develop projects, depending on what
0: market is in play. Fair enough. So, is it possible at all to, I guess, co-locate and optimize green hydrogen and renewable energy projects together? I think the answer is yes. And
1: especially with open communication and cooperation across industries and companies in renewable energy and in green hydrogen production and i think what's important is to understand the criteria and the similarities and the differences that go into citing green hydrogen production projects and the renewable energy projects that will fuel them and so for example Renewable energy developers, as I mentioned, typically target rural areas with lower land prices, which could also benefit hydrogen production facilities. Um, And meanwhile, green hydrogen projects, um, I'm aware of, need access to clean water and a transportation or distribution network to use the hydrogen and and have a, a purpose for that hydrogen. And so those are typically, not the highest or most important criteria for renewable energy projects, but can certainly be taken into consideration when citing solar or wind projects. And those types of projects would benefit from being near transportation, for ease of construction and and maintenance and whatnot. And so I think to find suitable sites for all parties As I mentioned, communication and coordination is really critical. And it appears that this is already happening with some existing business partnerships and through the development of regional hydrogen hubs with support from the Department of Energy. So this work has been started and really needs to continue to make sure that all parties involved are, uh, are taken into consideration when citing these new projects.
0: Yeah, no, I, I won't speak for you, but I do think, um, at least in the US, we will see um, those type of collaborations happen more often in the future. So, uh, I hope so. Yeah. So before I, before I let you go, Kevin, do you have any uh, closing thoughts for the audience?
1: Sure. As I think as demand for electricity increases over the coming years, particularly from clean and renewable sources, there really is a tremendous opportunity ahead of us. And if communities and developers of solar and wind and geothermal and green hydrogen projects can work together uh, along with uh, public public entities, governments um, to develop and finance and, and ultimately build hundreds of these large projects, we can decarbonize our world and avoid the worst of climate change. So it's a monumental problem to be solved, but I'm really optimistic that uh, the industries can come together and and help solve these problems. And so uh, the last thing I'll mention is if renewable energy project developers are seeking development capital or anyone is interested in hearing more about energy shares. Uh, please feel free to go to energysharesus.com and reach out if if we might be a good fit for your needs. And I just want to thank you, Tyler, for having me on the podcast today, and we uh, really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you.
0: Of course, anytime. But thank you for joining. And you know, if if you want to come back on to give updates at some point in the future, you are more than welcome.
1: Would love that. Absolutely.
0: All right, and thank you. To the listeners for um, tuning in for another installment of H2 Tech Talk. Please remember to share and subscribe.